This is the KNGI Network.
Oh hey there, welcome to a brand new edition of Viper's VGM Show. As always, I'm your titular host, The Green Viper, and welcome to a brand new edition. Hope you've had a fantastic week so far, and there's still more of it to go, believe it or not. This is not the weekend just yet, but keep holding on, we're nearly there. And uh, I'm sure those of you in the know know what an exciting weekend it's going to be in a lot of factors, in a lot of regards. But still, thank you for joining me tonight. Anyways, I appreciate the commitment, if you will. What you just heard there was a track from Pac-Man World 2. The pack is back, baby, in a uh, form more mediocre than ever. Pac-Man World 2, Canyon Chaos. Before that, from Splatoon 1, that was Ink or Sink. Well, it's time to kickstart the show all about our backlog clearings for the month of September and also August. Yes, the this uh, two months on the backlog show today. Um, normally, I'll try and do just the one immediately as soon as I can, you know, once the month is over. Um, but time escapes me uh, at the moment quite a lot. And having the spare slots on this show to be able to do such a thing and even the energy or... You know, the not illness, um, being in the right space to do so has been difficult these last few months. So I'm just finally getting around to covering both of August and September's game libraries uh, on the show. So thank you for bearing with me. Uh, the irony in this one being, at least in my own uh, personal backlog, my own life, the rest of it, I've actually not cleared that many games uh, in these two months. Despite how elusive this episode has become, how many times it's been delayed in multiple forms, I actually don't have that many games to talk about, but it's more just the principle of getting it done to prove I can at this point uh, is the key here. So we're going to go through it anyway. There's a couple Sega games in the list which I can't obviously talk about, as you know by now on this show, but everything else is fair game. Uh, except for Mario Clock, that's on there, and the only music in it is the Starman theme. Uh, I wasn't going to play that, therefore. It technically counts, it has an ending. It's a gag ending, pretty much, but it has an ending. Um, but everything else is on the cards for tonight, if I finished it. There's quite a few games I didn't finish. There's a few where I thought it was a bit cheeky, because I finished the uh, Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheel expansion. Uh, this time, uh, right at the beginning of August, August 1st. I thought that was cheeky too, because there's no new music, and I've played music from the base game enough. Uh, so nothing from that, and a bunch of stuff I didn't end up finishing, I either abandoned or just still haven't actually, you know, put the stamp on, so to say. Um, so, it's a very limited game selection tonight. You've already heard two of about five games you're going to be hearing uh, from my own picks throughout tonight's show. So if you beat anything in the month of August or September, and you'd like to tell me about it, or you'd like to have a song from the game featured on the show, please do let me know. Come and join us over on the KNGI Network's Discord server. That's kngi.org forward slash Discord. And you can come and join the likes of the lovely folks over in the chat room. We've got Jamie64326. We've got myself. Believe it or not, shockingly, I know. Uh, we've got Pocket Alary. We've got Boss Wolf. And we've also got Resident SD. The usual gang. But please pop your head in if you're currently lurking. If you listen to the podcast as well, please do let me know. It's always appreciated. Why not tweet us at Radio State? Nope, wrong one. How can you tell I've been doing a lot of work um, for something coming up today? At Vipers VGM Show or using hashtag Vipers VGM Show. Sorry, it's been a hell of a long one. I wanted to go to bed uh, probably like five hours ago, but I'm still here. Uh, I still 
Still got a lot of work to do tonight after this show's done. Uh, I'm already one cup of coffee down. Um, second feels ever more tempting uh, the further into the night we get, to be honest with you. But the show must go on. No matter what's going on on that side of the pond, this side of the pond, I will stick to tradition and I will get through this show. I'm still looking forward to it, despite what I, despite what it sounds like. It's always a nice time to hang out with everyone, play some cool tunes, and uh, talk the video games. You know, shoot the uh, breeze and all that. Uh, that's what we like doing here on the show. And tonight will be no different, even despite uh, the level exhaustion which is currently waving over me. Yeah, um, people who know me and have been around me for long enough know uh, how much exhaustion marathon preparation uh, really gets from me. And especially sometimes having to cooperate with a lot of parties at once in order to make certain things happen. It can be a really taxing experience. Um, so, <laughs> apologies about all the inevitable mistakes you'll hear throughout. But hey, I'm going to do my best because, you know, I want to press on. I love doing the show. I will continue to enjoy doing this show and nothing will stop me. Not even the lack of energy, baby. That's right. Full steam ahead on this week's episode of Vipers VGMcha. Let's get on with some more music now, though, because the main bulk of this show isn't sitting around and just talking about whatever. It's talking about the games at hand. I don't have that many to talk about, as I said, but that's what these shows are all about. I want to give you my thoughts on uh, my own play log uh, over the last couple of months. And I've got some interesting things to say on some of the games. Mostly positive. Not all, however. Some middling. Maybe even some more uh, more dire situations than that. I'm not really sure, but we'll figure it out as we go along. Uh, but as mentioned, please do let me know what you've uh, been playing as well. Uh, but in those two months. But also, what have you been up to this week? As always, let me know. Any interesting VGM drops? I can think of some for sure. Any gaming news you want me to talk about? The rest of it, you know. Feel free to get in the usual chatter, and we'll uh, we'll pick up the pieces throughout tonight's episode. Let's get into a game which I've actually only cleared for the first time uh, as of August, believe it or not. Some people that sacrilege is the best game of all time. Um, as you're going to quickly learn, I see differently on it. However, it does still have some nice tunage. I'm not going to be that person who says, once again, the best gaming soundtrack of all time. There's a couple ones I like on here for sure. Not the strongest, but also not the worst. These are fighting words, because the game I'm talking about here, Super Mario 64, and I'm going to get you into the staff roll theme, and then we got a little bit of Kirby's epic yarn to come after that. Don't go anywhere. This is the KNGI Network. I'm Green Viper. This is Viper's VGM Chair, and we cover it. we're covering the gaming backlogs we've collectively amassed throughout the course of August and September 2022.
And we are back. What you decided there was a little bit of Kirby's epic yarn. And uh, that's more like Kirby's chill yarn. Am I right? Yeah, I, I never really was good at the whole wordplay thing. That's uh, Cool Cave before that from Super Mario 64, the Staff Roll theme. And we are back. And it's time to talk about what I've been playing in the two aforementioned months. Uh, so let's go ahead and kick things off with where it all started. I did mention I played Forza Horizon 5, the Hot Wheels expansion, and I finished that on August 1st, 2022. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into detail about it, but I gave it a four and a half stars. Um, it's much more of the same as Forza Horizon 5, but with a fantastic and, well, gameplay, a seismic gameplay shift, basically. Um, if you're a fan of uh, the Hot Wheels brand in general, which, you know, I can't say I'm an active fan of, but who doesn't love a good Hot Wheels car? Don't collect them, don't play with them or anything like that, but just the concept, the brand as a whole, the memories you got attached to it, you know, that's the awesome part for me. Uh, the Horizon Story Mode goes very much into detail of, like, the development of uh, Hot Wheels and, uh, you know, it gradually coming into the market and all the brand pushes they made over the years and the various branches and uh, licensing deals and involvement from um, specific individuals into making the cars, the rest of it. I found it really fascinating. On top of that, uh, it's also got a lot of uh, gravity-related mechanics, not really something you need in a racing game normally, but, you know, if you're doing loop-de-loops and uh, corkscrews and the rest of it, you kind of do need to keep an eye on your gravity and making sure you're following the right lines. There's like a little roll cage indicator you can turn on because otherwise you can just go flying and tumbling off, which is a really neat mechanic. Uh, I know there was, you know, I'm going to beat someone to the punch. There was Forza Horizon 3 DLC for Hot Wheels, and this echoes uh, much of the same stuff from what I'm aware, but just uh, brings a lot of it into the modern era, updates the cars, uh, ties it in a bit better to Mexico as a location, uh, and generally, um, you know, more into the features of Forza Horizon 5 itself uh, and its various changes since the days of 3. Really loved it a lot. Um, it's a small little expansion. I believe there's only like 25 races, um, but the game doesn't just prompt you to do them. It also, um, to be able to move up classes and therefore unlock new races and cars and the rest of it and the story mode. You also want to do other stuff, like you want to go through the uh, speed zones as fast as possible and you want to do some drifting and the rest of it. So it does prompt you to play not just a small bit of the content, but all of the content to get to the quote-unquote ending, at which point the game then goes back and says, okay, do this on the highest difficulty, 100% the rest of it, which I don't think there's anything for as far as I'm aware, aside from, you know, extra cars and the achievement of it, but nothing like an additional story prompt or something like that, credits, the like. I think it's just basically get a 100% if you want to. But there's one last massive race, which is something that hasn't been on the horizon for a good while, which is just go around the entire map it's like a 10 plus minute race but just go explore the entire thing which is great it's a nice way to send players off and even then it only goes round the entire thing it doesn't go through all the little crevices so still way more to explore uh should you choose there's a lot to it if you want there to be otherwise the main um content itself you know the main progression of uh, the dlc can be done within like four or five hours i want to say um maybe a little bit more than that but that's kind of what it felt like to me not really keeping track of the time just trying to enjoy myself um yeah i really did get on with it uh i'm surprising to say but a uh, huge fan of uh horizon 5 can't wait to see what the uh, second big scale dlc is 
Uh, as to whether I liked it more than the LEGO DLC, that's very difficult to say. I think the LEGO DLC from 4 was just incredible. Um, every every childlike sense in me just adored that adored that pack and all the exclusive cars you got for it and all the lego characters you saw around and lego environments which you could um you know interact with and the rest of it it was just the perfect bit of dlc so it doesn't quite come close to that eh, come close to that but it's still very highly up there highly recommended if you enjoy racing games uh or the forza horizon series i say give it a go next uh, thing I completed here that I can talk about on this show is Mario Clock, the DSi game. It's a game I actually had as a kid. It's a game. It's a uh, clock application for the DSi, but unlike a lot of them you'd imagine nowadays, like smartphones and the rest of it, there were actually playable elements to it. Very lightly playable, but you can see an ending and there is um, an early endless runner, except it's not meant to be a game, it's just meant to be an accompaniment for a clock app. Now, nowadays, um, you've got the new Game & Watches doing that, but it really felt like a predecessor somewhat to the original Game & Watches, so just leave your DSi on, have it set an alarm, the rest of it, and uh, have a visual on-screen display uh, to keep the time. I never used it much for its intended purpose, but I would boot it up every now and then, um, just to, you know, it's like a 10-minute run-through, just to go through and um, see the ending. It's, it's a very... You've got to be very bored. But it is a boredom killer in that situation, you know, like, I don't know what to do with myself, I've played every game I own, or I don't feel like playing this today, I'm just gonna press buttons in Mario Clock. Um, it's just, it's barely a game, but it has an ending, and there were other people reviewing it on here, so I just kind of reluctantly counted it. It wasn't like, oh, I'm throwing in a cheeky one, this will count, I was like, other people have, like, guess it's kind of beatable. Fine, I'll do it. Uh, next game I beat on the list here, Splatoon 2. Uh, I will say I don't like this one as much as 1 or 3 in terms of the campaign and, well, even the overall multiplayer and uh, user experience of the entire thing, but I still had a lot of fun with the campaign itself. Um, I particularly appreciated uh, the overall weapon variety, uh, which you just didn't get in Splatoon 1. You were just stuck with the base gun the entire time, the base bombs, the rest of it. You could do some upgrades, but it was very limited in that regard. In this game, it does force you to try out um, a whole bunch of guns, weapons in um, throughout the story mode, which I do like for the most part. There were some parts where I felt lumbered with a trash gun when I really needed something better, don't get me wrong, but I do appreciate the game for trying to introduce more variety. As for my personal preference, I would still go with ones just basic gun loadout any day because, you know, I, I prefer, um, you know, the basic bang bang shooty shooty guns uh, <laughs> in these sort of games, uh, in these short... I'd say shooter-likes, it is a shooter, but you know what I mean, it's not an FPS kind of thing, but even then, uh, typically... I will still go with normal guns where possible, although I do dabble in the roller quite a lot and it tends to be the more main weapon for me nowadays, but you know, given the option of, right, you're choosing between all these weird types of guns, fine, I'll just go with the basic one, you know. Um, I can't be dealing with snipers and the rest of it, I'll just deal with that. Um, so for me, it was a little bit of a hindrance, but I do really like what they're going for, and I think a lot of people will appreciate the variety. And I did in itself, 
I also just found myself preferring the way it was done before. But I, I, I do like that they introduced that, despite how weird of an analogy and complaint slash compliment this is, I'm aware. Um, but yes, uh, a little bit more content than the first one as well. It fleshes out the formula way more. Um, more of a story to follow in general, uh, especially if you're caught up with the epic lore of the first game. Uh, that's where it shines. Overall, I did still prefer the original one because it felt like a fresh idea at the time. And this is more just polishing a fresh idea versus presenting something that's really, truly out there. Um, more like polishing up an already great product, um, finishing uh, chef's touches to it, you know, rather than the entire invention of it to begin with. So I feel like one's just a bit more impressive in that regard. Um, so, and just its general simplicity within the game itself, it doesn't, in the campaign, it doesn't branch out too much. It knows what it wants to do, does it for a couple of hours, like two or three, and then it's over. I, I appreciate that uh, just forward-facingness of it a little bit more, but I still very much enjoy my time with Splatoon 2. I know this is a weird way to compliment it, but it's still a great game. Um, just my least favourite of the three, definitely. Uh, and it's one I'll go back to for sure, but I don't think... Uh, I'll be in a rush uh, in years to come should I want to uh, itch the Splatoon scratch, so to say. Uh, there's ones I'll definitely go for beforehand. Um, but still a highly recommended title, especially with it hopefully going down in value soon. If you want to experience the story mode, then go for it. Aside from that, Super Mario 64 I finished on the 16th of August. Uh, it's a game I've been playing for the best part of 10 years. In fact, not the best part of 10 years, like 14, uh, I think, at this point. Uh, time flies when you're somewhat having fun, because Mario 64 was never one that really clicked with me, I'm going to be honest. I always clicked way more with um, later 3D titles and the 2D titles more. I just felt they were a more solid experience. And as a whole, I don't get the this is aged perfectly argument, because I don't really think it has. This current playthrough I did. Well, evidenced by the fact I finished it, was the most I have enjoyed Mario 64 in a sitting, in general. Um, normally I just get frustrated at some sort of control thing, the weird tank turning system, the, the countless just boring stars. You know, for a game that's meant to be the best of all time, the amount of times I hear, I'll just skip this star, just skip this star, this one's boring, this one's boring, this one's boring, just don't go to this world at all, never exactly adds up to a game which has no faults to me, if you're telling me to just skip a bunch of content, uh, in my personal opinion anyway. But I, I get why people um, have certain opinions about the content and its controls, because once you've kind of um, got it under your fist, so to say, rather than the other way around, it can be a lot of fun. Um, but I don't get the argument that this is aged gracefully the perfect game uh, in comparison to other contemporaries. Uh, Sonic Adventure, I think it's aged better. Um, but aside from that, uh, I did have my fun with this one this time around, and the more I play it, I'm sure the more I'll enjoy it. Uh, I'll go ahead and say now, I, I, I did the cheaters way. I beat it at 16 star. <laughs> this is when I just got my Japanese N64, which I spoke about for a few weeks as I was preparing for the Smash Remix show. Um, and I wanted something to play on it. I think I got a uh, Flashcar EverDrive equivalent at the time, wanted to give it a whirl. Played some Mario 64, had a, had a blast of a time, to be honest. I had to play through it a second time because my save file actually didn't save when I turned the console off. Um, the first time when I got to um, one of the sets of uh, backwards long jump stairs you have to do when playing 16 star. 
But as a whole, would I be willing to go through and do 70? Likely, but I've got that problem I've mentioned before. I never really know what stars I want to play, because I just dread going to a bunch of them or just find them boring. And I never really find 70 that I actually want to sit there and do personally, so that's why this actually stood out to me as a way to beat it, because I can play the content that I want to play and like, you know? That's how it went in my case, anyway. Uh, aside from that, on the 10th of August, I did abandon Splatoon 2 Octo Expansion. Just way too hard for me. I know it'll be for a lot of people uh, just a fine game, a really good experience. It's many people's favourite Splatoon thing. Music slamming, too. Uh, it was just way too balls-to-the-wall hard, to be honest for you, for me. I did not get on with it, and I could have finished it, but it would have been like using cheaters mode, you know, skipping my way. I say cheaters mode, the game does let you do it intentionally, but, you know, paying to skip my way through the entire thing, which just, I just wouldn't feel like playing it at that point. Just to, you know, unlock a customization option, which would become redundant in two weeks when I got my hands on three anyway. Just didn't see much of a point of forcing my way through it when I wouldn't really have been playing it and well, certainly wasn't enjoying it. Love the aesthetic. Love the storytelling. I get why people enjoy it a lot. It's just, I can say, not my cuppa. Uh, I've already talked about this one on the show. Spark the Electric Jester 3 I beat on the 16th as well. Uh, on the 18th I abandoned Marvel Spider-Man Remastered. I might come back to it one day but uh, there were certain parts which were grinding my gears a little bit and just felt like I couldn't do, but um, I did enjoy the game, thought it was worth minus the stealth sections, uh, which might bring a shiver down at many uh, Spider-Man fans' uh, spines, but from what I've heard, maybe I should try, um, maybe I should try Miles Morales, I've got it, might grab it again when it comes to PC and just sell off my PS5 copy, I hear that it does tighten up a lot of the complaints people had about the original Spider-Man, so maybe that one will be much more my jam, but... This one was, just I had certain complaints which eventually led me to dropping it at the time. Also on the 18th, I beat Kirby's Epic Yarn. Here we go, a game that's also finally a part of uh, this week's show. So, how do I feel about it? It's really cosy. Uh, it's going to be hard to describe this in a proper way, but it's a game I'm glad I played. But at the same time... I don't think it's one of the all-time Kirby greats. It's not bad. It's just pretty good. It's above average, but good. An experience I'm glad I had, but not anywhere near the greatest game I've ever played. But comfy, fun, you know, good family-friendly action, nice cosy afternoon in, uh, not got to put too much brain power into the game. I enjoyed it. As I say, it won't blow your mind. It won't rock your entire world like certain other Kirby games have for me. It's just, oh, this is pleasant. Pleasant, that's the word, just peaceful, calming. As I say, just, you know, not, oh my God, this is amazing, just quaint. That's the best way to describe it for me. Um, go in expecting anything more, and I don't think you'll be disappointed, but I don't think it will live up to an expectation, but that's the perfect level it is for me. Cozy Sunday afternoon game, it's, it's it's a lovely fluffy soft game um, in terms of its entire personality and um, its demeanor the rest of it it's just lovely and squishy and soft and no sharp edges nothing even close to a scratch on you you know if you go up and hug it that's the sort of game it is 
it's nice. I appreciate it. I ended up playing the Wii version, uh, to no one's surprise, because, you know, me being the massive Wii fan I am. Um, but despite that, I actually did intend to play it on 3DS. You know, I'm going to go out my way to shock people here because of um, I own the port. It's a game I bought twice. I bought it once new uh, with the intention to stream it at some point on Twitch. It got worth a bit more money than I paid for it. Therefore, I sold it off. And then at some point, I figured I wanted it again, so I got it again. I then proceeded to not beat that version of the game in the Wii version because they did add like a new hard mode, which cool. This game is a very easy game, so not as easy as people say it is, but it's still pretty simple. It won't give you too much of a tough time. Um, so there was a couple bits of extra content which made it worth it for me. And, you know, just the fact it's a newer port, I spent a bit more money on it than like the £5 I spent on the Wii version, therefore I kind of wanted to get around to that version. They stripped the cart from it. Don't know why. You know, the 3DS had functioning local co-op games in 2011. Why did this port that came out in like 2018, 2019, why did it cut the game's local co-op mode? Don't know. I mean, the two of us in this household wanted to play it in co-op, so we were forced to go with the Wii version, but I was perfectly happy to mess about with DS download play and some cartridges and playing it on the 3DS, but yeah, very very strange decision and I think Yoshi's Woolly World which was like what 2017 on the 3DS only does the same did Nintendo just forget they baked that feature into the console I mean it's been part physically of the hardware wireless local multiplayer since the DS and you know there's been add-ons for it since the Game Boy admittedly wired and then eventually wireless add-ons but this is a new concept why was this cut that makes no sense to me at all. I really don't know the reasoning, but yes, for the same reason, uh, when we eventually get around to Yoshi's Woolly World, hopefully soon, we're going to be playing the Wii U version, because not left with much of a choice, are we? Very strange decision, uh, which led to me ultimately going with the slightly higher quality, visual-wise Wii version. Glad I did. Very comfy co-op experience. That's the way I'd recommend playing it most, but otherwise, you can't go wrong with Kirby's Epic Yarn. Uh, August 26 would technically be a game eligible for this show. However, it was re-released on the Astro City Mini V recently, so... Uh, Gunbird. I thought it was very good. Really enjoyed it. I uh, played it on the on the V and then ended up uh, rebuying the entire series. I say rebuying. I ended up buying the entire series on Steam. I still need to get back to 2, but I love Gunbird 1. Really itched the uh, shmup craving for me. And... Uh, 2 is apparently an even better game, so I just need to get to it. I need to just put it, put down other stuff, put down the distractions, and just sink an hour or two into Gunbird 2, because they're not long games at all. Just need to put aside the time. I loved it. Uh, it's not eligible for the show, but I just wanted to talk a little bit about it, because probably not ever going to find the time I'll pick in the next, am I? <laughs> uh, September 1st, I beat Pac-Man World Repack. Once again, already done a show on that one. Platoon 1 roughly covered my opinions on this one. Very good game. Funky fresh at the time. Uh, fresh in terms of design-wise and uh, also funky fresh in terms of the vibe. It's splendid. Um, yeah, the Wii U saving grace for sure. And uh, it's the most memorable part of its legacy going into um, you know the Switch era for sure. Because Platoon just sold gangbusters the second it left the sinking ship, didn't it? But... Platoon 1 still has a special place in my heart. It scrubs away some of the filler, the rest of it, and just gets you the core 
messy, unbalanced Splatoon experience before it was competitively balanced within an inch of its life. It was just a fun uh, multiplayer shooter back in the day. Nothing wrong with how it is now, but um, definitely a bit more of a uh, rough, edgier feel. Uh, I say edgier because, you know, you heard that soundtrack earlier. Nowadays, Splatoon music's very poppy and sometimes jazzy. No, they went for a fully punk rock sound on Splatoon 1, as I uh, learned while uh, getting in, getting ready for the show and playing the game uh, when I finally finished the story mode for the first time in September. Um, yeah, they weren't messing about when they made Splatoon 1, and in the years since, they've kind of, you know, they've gone and softened the edges and made it a bit more marketable, definitely, but I still got a soft spot in my heart for that uh, raw Splatoon 1 energy, for sure. Right, Pac-Man World 2 then. Didn't like it anywhere near as much as Pac-Man World 1. It was just okay. I think it's very overhyped. Nostalgia's probably got the better of people on this one for sure. Because uh, I thought it was a nice jump to 3D, but it's definitely one that still has its problems. And I'd say way more than other contemporaries, even like Mario 64 and Sonic Adventure. You know, this is uh, a bit more rough uh, than I was led to believe. Yeah, I wrote here in my review because I need a refresher on it, honestly, because I blanked a lot of this game out of my memory. Time has not been kind to Pac-Man World 2, and I feel like 1 has aged significantly more gracefully. There's some fun to be had here, but it's buried under a lot of teething issues. Poor camera angles and control are the main gripe I have, but bugginess, crashes, and frustrating 6th gen design all mix into a concoction that I do enjoy, but doesn't hit the mark of an all-time classic, or even the mark of a game as solid as its predecessor. Yeah, um, not quite scathing, but pretty uh, scolding words, so to say. I've not got around to three yet, but I hear three's the weakest of the three, so probably won't be all too kind when you hear that on a future backlog show. And two, I liked what it was going for. I appreciated it for that much, but a lot of problems stop it from being an all-time great 3D platform for me personally. And I don't have the nostalgic attachment to sit here and back it up. Finally, uh, on the 9th of September, the day it released, I beat Splatoon 3, a game which, in my opinion, is campaign-wise the best in the series. It just physically adds so much storytelling within the game this time and not within lore and comics and the rest of it and being inferred just flat out in the game. They've changed up the entire structure of how it works. So much more meat to the navigation of the hub worlds and um, discovering secrets and playing all the levels you want to play. Uh, the general presentation's been scrubbed up a whole lot. Uh, I can't do this game justice enough in this episode, but I did an entire episode of it uh, back, uh, a, well, back at the beginning of September, if you want to hear all about it. Um, as always, Vipers VGM shit on all your favourite podcasting services. On that note, hey, I figured I'd mention it now because I forgot earlier. Episode 25, halfway to 50. Thank you for joining me uh, for the first part of my journey, but we've still got a long way to go. I'm not going anywhere just yet, so <laughs> strap yourselves in. Um, we're in for a long and hopefully not too turbulent ride. But yes, Splatoon 3, already covered on a previous episode. Thank you so much uh, for being here with me for all 25 so far. Technically 26, but hey, 25 for the sake of the numbers. Anyway, let's jump into some more music because that was the final uh, game I beat in September uh, that I can talk about on this show. Yeah, September 9th. I really didn't play that much at all in September. And if I did, it was all multiplayer or, you know, not stuff I really tend to count on my backlog lists. So, whatever. We'll leave it there for now. 
Uh, let's get on with some more music. First of all, a little bit of Super Mario 64, and afterwards some Splatoon 2. A just small little bit, but all the same sweetness nonetheless. First of all, though, from Super Mario 64, we've got the main theme, which is just labelled like this on the soundtrack for some reason. I don't know why, because I've never considered this the main theme over, like, Peach's Castle or the File Select theme or even the title screen music, but apparently it's the main theme. It plays on both Womp's Fortress and probably most memorably, uh, memorably, Bob on Battlefield. Let's get listening to it, followed by some Now or Never from Splatoon 2. This is Vipers VGM Show. When we come back, it'll be time to focus on you, the listener at home. Don't go anywhere. This is the KNGI Network.
now or never there from Splatoon 2. That appears in all the games, but remixed in each one. It's the one minute remaining theme, basically. Um, but when I looked online for Splatoon music, uh, Splatoon 2's version of that seemed to be very well regarded, and I love it, so of course I had to slip that one in there. Let's see what I did there. Uh, before that, Super Mario 64, the main theme, uh, but better known as the theme of either Womp's Fortress or Bob on Battlefield. Now we're back, and it's time to focus on the individual who's listening to this through their ear holes right now. That's right, I technically am. That's how sound waves work, but uh, no, we're talking about you here. So, let me know. What have you been playing? What have you been up to? Having fun with life. The, the rest of it, but also. Do you happen to remember what you were playing in August and September? Please, I only have one song in the next talk break. Suggest anything. Uh, I'm kind of half choking there, but no, feel free to chuck something in if you want to. Um, I only happen to remember that Alluri requested something for this show like three, four weeks ago at this point while I was putting together the track list today. So <laughs> hence why it's in here. But anyway, uh, anyone else who wants anything, it's fair game. Do so at your own discretion. Um, but yes, now's the part of the show where I talk directly to the listeners. And let's begin. Uh, am I going to get called a fraud or a hack immediately in the chat room? You know what? It's not looking all too bad, all things considered, in here right now. Uh, so, let's go to uh, Pocket Alluri first of all. I haven't been playing much this week. I have been impatiently awaiting the arrival of a new piece of gaming hardware. Maybe people have heard of it. It's called... The poly, it's the Steam Deck. Uh, Resident SD's already mentioned. Chat drink! Yes, please do, because uh, we've we've finally, uh, 52 minutes into the show. I know it was uh, 15 minutes past for the chatters, but here on the live show, 52 minutes in, we've mentioned the Steam Deck. We truly live in blessed times here, people. Um, <laughs> congrats, hope. Uh, hope it's everything you want out of a handheld. You know I love mine. You know many other people do. Um, be sure to use it as a great excuse to clear your backlog. Not because I need content, but because it, it's genuinely one of the best backlog-busting devices I've ever used. Way better than the Switch, because you've got hundreds of games at your fingertips that you've owned for like seven years. Thanks to that one Steam Winter Sale, you got gifted Portal 1, you know? Not say anything about Portal 1, I'm sure we're all great people here and have played Portal 1, but we're, we're talking that sort of thing, you know, someone saw it was £2 and sent you it. Those games, it's perfect for uh, clearing out of the long growing list, finally. So, I hope you enjoy it. As for August and September, I be Polly Roll. My opinions on that can be heard on the Radio Sega YouTube channel. I did a review for it months after I got sent the code, because... Uh, I don't really have a good reason as to why, but I finally had the motivation to finish it up uh, when Casey interviewed the devs. I don't know why, because it was like nearly done. I just don't think I was happy with it. Uh, but I finally got that up, so you can hear my full opinions on Polyroll, but the long and short of it is, fantastic game. Uh, would highly recommend to anyone who's a fan of specifically 8-bit Sonic games. If you've got any memories or nostalgia of them, Polyroll scratches the itch perfectly. In the same way that, um, you know, most 2D Sonic games on the Mega Drive and Beyond and fan games all based on that sort of Sonic. Don't quite scratch. So if you like that sort of thing, it's the indie game of your dreams. Also beat Simpsons Hit and Run. Uh, 
heard a little bit about that a couple weeks ago and we're about to hear some more of that uh, in the following music break so get hyped for that one uh, i was sent the review to talk about all these weeks ago i genuinely can't remember if i've read it on the show since <laughs> since i was said said review so we're now uh, gonna read it out for you uh, courtesy of pocket authorities very own backlog page which by the way all these people struggling saying they can't remember what they played in these months backlog's perfect i say about it every time because it's what i use to track my own personal game library not sponsored not got any affiliation just a really nice site to be honest with you <laughs> it's massively helped me uh, clear through um you know games i wanted to play for many years now and catalog and chronicle my thoughts and uh you know snapshot a moment in time of when i've been playing it so to say um i found it really useful maybe you might too i'll go ahead and plug it most times people bring up this conundrum they seem to be in <laughs> Uh, so she says, sometimes a licensed game comes along that manages to be good, and then in cases like this one, it comes along and manages to be great. Obviously, no game is perfect, and that does become evident by the last two levels of the game. The missions are made up of a bunch of different objective types that are linked together in different ways to make a full mission. This is a combination, or this in combination with the small map sizes can result in the game feeling a bit repetitive towards the end. Thankfully, the game ends before this becomes a significant problem. Never fully played Simpsons Hit and Run. Uh, it was the sort of game that friends and family who had PS2s, I never had one, um, as my gaming history episode would reveal, but friends and family who had them, which was quite plentiful, always had Hit and Run. And it was never a game I stopped and sat down to play start to finish, but when you're younger, all you need to do is just go and drive around the city in the car and hit some people and, you know, go flying through um, the glass objects you get um, over the ramps and the rest of it. It's all you need to have some fun with the game and have fond memories of that for sure, but never actually properly sat down with it, uh, you know, in later, I say later life as if I'm dying or something. Uh, but, you know, uh, less as a petulant child and more as a... Uh, petulant adult and never actually sat down and played it um it really should do one of these days but it's just so expensive now i'm sure it's still somewhat cheap on ps2 but you know me i i love my gamecube snobbery and uh there's a copy sitting in my local cx 40 pound which i refuse to pay uh, i know it's on pc i'll probably get prodded about that a thousand times in the chat saying oh there you can you can go to this obscure place which i'm not going to mention and they up thousands of other equivalents and find this game i'm well aware but guess just from the not having to sit there and tweak it for a million years perspective that'd be my preference but it's so expensive <laughs> one day i will do it i know it's very fondly remembered by a lot of people and um very well reviewed by people who have no such memories of it but just haven't got around to experiencing the greatness myself properly so maybe one of these days i will end up fixing that uh, aside from that, if we look in the chat room, uh, Jamie says, I started on Hyrule Warriors. Need to get Age of Calamity sometime soon. I feel like I should try any sort of Warriors game. I have uh, Persona 5 Strikers on Steam and have done pretty much since it came out on Steam. Just never played it. I got it for a good price, like £20-£30 less than it should have been on uh, a day or two after release, so I picked it up. But... Um, now with Persona 5 going multi-platform on Friday. Remember, it's coming to more things other than the Switch. That's right, it's even coming to the Series S. Yeah, I bet you didn't think I was going to say that. But you thought I was going to say the, the other word beginning with S, the naughty one, the Sega Mega Drive. No, um, it's in fact coming to the Series S, and that's where I'm going to be playing it because I don't have any money right now. But 
Game Pass, my good old friend, is always there for me. So come Friday, I'm going to be trying out Persona 5 for the first time. Maybe after that, I'll have the motivation I need to try that, and maybe I'll get addicted to Muso. Uh, for now, though, that certainly has not been the case uh, to this point, but uh, I am very envious of people who enjoy them because I feel like it's something I get a massive amount of enjoyment out of. Good to hear you start to Hyrule Warriors. I need to get Age of Calamity sometime soon, as well as Fire Emblem Warriors. All games I know people really enjoy. Ironically, Musou fans don't tend to enjoy them that much, but fans of each respective franchise love them as a breath of fresh air and just a fun kill enemies kind of game. But then again, Musou fans don't even like, you know, Dynasty Warriors games anymore, so it's not exactly a new thing. And uh, hey, you can't please everyone, right? Uh, Jamie says, can't remember what I've beaten in August, September, but I recently completed Carol and Mirror's playthroughs in Freedom Planet. Good stuff. Aside from that, Boss Wolf said, not finished my much myself either, having a week off work next week just for the purpose of having a break. Can't go wrong with those. That's when I'll mostly get a load of gaming in. You know, if it's fun and relaxing, that's the key. Don't make it feel like a chore, but... If that's what you want to do with your week off, spend it relaxing, then no better thing to do, in my opinion. But yeah, the week off for just having a week off is uh, underrated for sure. Uh, I know this is a conversation some of us have had in here, but uh, when you try to do that at work, many colleagues go, oh, you must be going on holiday somewhere, or you must be doing this and that and have these plans. No, I just want to sit at home away from you all, quietly, in my cave, playing my video games. <laughs> Leave me at peace. <laughs> uh, not that I have any experience in uh, such affairs. No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, also mentions, do any games on the 3DS actually support 3DS download play? I legitimately don't know. It's never something I've used. I've used DS download play through the 3DS, but I've never used DS download play through it. Oh, sorry, 3DS download play. I could not tell you. There must be some stuff, right? Like, even if it's obscure games, not even first-party stuff, surely something must use it. No examples. Drawing a complete blank, but I feel like... Surely... Something? Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's got the usual Steam? Uh, Steam Deck chatter in the... Um, in, in the chat room regarding, yeah, we can play Wii games on the Steam Deck, the 3DS games, it's all good. Not done that yet myself, but, um, one day. One day. Uh, Jamie says I'm a cheater, get 120, and then you can say you completed it. Okay, any game you've not 100%ed in your own library, you've not completed. If you're going by that logic, stuff it, then that applies to you too. Um... Pocket Larry says, gonna jump into Freedom Planet 2. That was my, uh, that was exactly my experience last time I had a week off in regards to what I said. People always assume you have plans. Exactly, why could you possibly want to be away from here? You know, there must be something that's distracting your attention away from work rather than a reason you don't want to be here. That would never be the case. You love me, your colleague, right? You know, you really appreciate the time we all spend together, the laughs we have around the water cup. No. No. Get a grip on reality, quite frankly. And while you do that, I'm escaping reality with some video games. Oh yeah. Anyway, enjoy your Freedom Planet 2, Larry. I really still need to get back to it. I've not made any progress uh, since the last time we spoke about it, which I said I'd not made any progress since the last time before that. It's, it's an endless cycle. I will get to it at some point, I swear. But uh, glad uh, everyone's enjoying it right now at the moment. 
Right, some more music. As I say, we've still got one slot uh, available here, so if you just want to hit anything at this point, feel free to chuck it my way. Otherwise, we got a long outstanding request from Alluri here. Um, it doesn't have to be something you play in your backlog, but hey, if it's related, all the better, I guess. Uh, it's Homer's Day coming up right now from Simpsons Hit and Run, and when we come back, it'll be time to end off the show. Before then, some tunage coming straight to your ears. Um, right about now, I guess. Looking for more? Go to our website at kngi.org.
and for one last time, we are back. This is Vipers VGM chair. Starting off the block there was a track from The Simpsons, Hit and Run. Couldn't decide which one I wanted to go with first. That was Homer's Day, requested by Pocket Alluri. Then after that, uh, I said it was a free-for-all, and, uh, well, Jane went for Freedom Planet. Um, we can pretend he was playing it in September, it kind of works, but hey, it's somewhat related to the topic at hand today. That was the main theme of the game there, which of course sparked many, uh, many a discussion in the chat room about Freedom Planet 1 and 2. Both games you should check out on, in the case of Freedom Planet, all the good platforms, minus Xbox. I don't know why it's not on there, but most indies skip it, despite the fact it's generally a pretty good experience for, for indies from what I've heard. A lot of them just tend to skip it, so PS4 and Switch, even Wii U, uh, and Freedom Planet 2 is currently only on PC, but coming to all the platforms as soon as it can, which is probably next year from what I heard. Um, but anyway, grab those games if that soundtrack sounds at all interesting to you. There's many more bangers where that came from, um, and many great games as well to be had. So, with that in mind, all that remains to be said on my part is thank you. Uh, let's go ahead and give my thanks to everyone who's currently with us in the Discord server. We've had Jamie64326, we've had Pocket Alluri, we also had Hydro joining us. Hello to you and welcome to the realms of the KNGI network. Please do enjoy your stay. Uh, we also had Resident SD and Boss Wolf. Anyone who I might have missed, please feel free to poke me down in the chat room because you definitely deserve your thanks for keeping me company on what has been a fun night as always. Uh, I'm sure you want to know what's coming up next week, and, well, I can exclusively reveal to you that the time is nigh for a Halloween edition of this show. In the same vein as our autumn mix, anything roughly related to the word at hand goes in this case. So if it's halloween in nature, spooky, whatever it may be, it can appear on next week's show. Send me your requests. I'm Scream Viper, eh, Scream Viper 8, hashtag 6383 on Discord. Uh, once again, that's kngi.org forward slash discord or on Twitter at VipersVGMcha or using the hashtag VipersVGMcha. Be sure to get in your request for next week's show there. And as always, that's airing at 10pm UK time next Wednesday. Before then though, um, I will always catch you on Pick and Mix Fridays at 7pm UK time on RadioSega.net. That much is always true. However, this week it's an extra special edition as I bring you the opening to Radio Sega's Mega Drive Mini Marathon 2, a weekend-long event in celebration of the release of the brand new mini console next week. Something we're all hugely looking forward to, and uh, I get the privilege of headlining my own event. I, I just kind of... it just ended up like that, okay? Uh, this is just a big coincidence. In all seriousness, I said I didn't really want to disrupt the main, the main show schedule for the weekend, but instead plan stuff around it, and that's exactly what we're doing. So that's 7pm Fridays at... I got all those words the wrong way around. Fridays at 7pm over on RadioSega.net, but an extra special edition this week covering the Mega Drive Mini 2 and the many successes of the original Mega Drive Mini. So that will be live with you then. Following up, we've got uh, VG Beats Box with the main man, VG Beats. Fridays at 9pm UK time, it's going to be the Mega Drive versus the Mega CD. Then the Final Fight CD Mix on late and live at 10pm with Resident SD. We call it a bit of a long play, if you will. And then I'm reading out the entire schedule because this all rolls back round to the big guns here at KNGI. 11pm, both on the KNGI network and RadioSega.net will be Nitro Game Injection 
the boss man, Carl JCRB, will be back on the Radio Sega airwaves. But also, as always, here on the KNGI Network, hosting you a special Mega Drive Mini 2 edition of his remix-centric VGM Blast. I cannot wait for it. I'm sure you all can't wait here. As you know, citizens of the KNGI Network, you're loyal to uh, loyal to the boss himself, Carl JCRB. He had a week off last week. Imagine having a holiday. Couldn't be me. Certainly not right now. Um, but I hope you enjoyed it and the fans will be hungry for more. So be sure to join us as part of the Mega Drive Mini Marathon. Both me and Carl will be there Friday night. This Friday, October 21st. Join us then. But for now, I have been Green Viper 8 and this has been Viper's VGM Chair. Thank you everyone who's poking me down in the chat. And uh, thank you for all of your appreciation as well. Only one more song remains for you here on the show. It's from Kirby's Epic Yarn. How could I not play you out with one of the chillest games of all time? And a remix which is sure to get you cosy ahead of bedtime. Get tucked in. This is a remix of Green's Greens, originally from Kirby's Dreamland. It's known as Wispy's Woods. I have been Green Viper 8. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of Viper's VGM Chair. Uh, be sure to tune in to Pick and Mix and the Mega Drive Mini Marathon this Friday at 7pm UK time on RadioSega.net. Remembering that Carl JCRB's Nitro Game Injection will also be part of it on both Radio Sega and the KNGI Network. That's at 11pm UK. But otherwise, if you're not going to catch any of that, catch me next week, next Wednesday at 10pm for the Halloween Mix. For now, though, I've been Green Viper 8, and this has been another chapter on my journey, but mainly, well, please go ahead and call it a VGM chair. Ha uh-huh.
listening to the KNGI Network.